Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right. Welcome back. You've seen her call the manager on Facebook. <laughs> now you can see it on the big screen. Oh, boy. Get ready for Karen the movie. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, welcome back, you guys. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Steve is out. Miss Shannon is in. So technically, it, the movie is going to just be called Karen. Right. And it stars Taryn Manning from Orange is the New Black. Right. She is going to play a racist entitled Southern woman trying to get rid of her new uh, African American neighbors. And if that's too subtle, the character's full name is Karen White. Right. And the neighbors are Black Lives Matter supporters. And this is literally going to hit theaters next year. Didn't that actress also, that that character on Orange is the New Black is the racist character on that show, right? Um, That is a good question. I believe so. I believe so. She is familiar with playing that type of character. I believe that that. I think you're right. Now, here's the thing I have about this. So Coke Daniels, the director and writer, he's done a lot of different things. And as someone who lives and talks in this cultural sensitivity space, Mm -hmm. I think it's too. Well, I'm very curious to see how they create this film, because I think that it is good to show why that manifestation now has a name. You know, I'm I'm almost to the point that I think it's unfortunate mm-hmm. that we named it Karen because of now course. we have this. Now you're just name calling and you're this like all these reasons why we don't focus on the problematic behavior. We just focus on the fact that we're being mean by calling them a name. Right. And then all the people people named Karen are going, I didn't do anything wrong. So it's just unfortunate. We might as well have called it, you know, squiggly puffs. Who right. cares? Whatever we called it. Bad, um, bad person. Exactly. Because it's about <laughs> the it's the problematic. But I'm curious to see how in a film... Um, if we can get the point across as to why this is problematic behavior mm-hmm. or if it's just going to be so fictionalized that people think that the 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 personification of Karen doesn't really exist. Does that make sense? E- say it again, because I don't think because when because if I come up and I'm trying to explain to a person why this Karen like behavior is a problem. Mm hmm. People don't always get me. And I think that if we come up with a character that are all those things all rolled into one, yes. it's very difficult for people to go, that's a real thing. Right. It's not just made up in we're the car- movies and we're TVs. We're making it a cartoon Right. Character. And I think that some people think that's already what it is. And yeah. so they don't go, no, this is a real thing. And this is why it ended up coming up with a name and a title to lump all of this problematic behavior into you know, a trope. That's why we just made right. something up. Um, so I don't think that it would do anything to. And, and I'm just kind of curious to see who's going to watch this kind of film and go. She didn't do anything wrong, because I think that's that's the reality that we live in, that some people don't think that behavior. Well, is maybe bad. we'll be surprised. Right. So you I'm know? curious. And I think that, you know, of all of the writers and directors, this for this particular director has been in this space before. So we'll see how it goes. But 
I, you know, I also get leery anytime there's a story that comes up like this because I think a lot of times what we do is we Disneyfy racism, right? And so nothing really gets better or it doesn't really start a conversation. Yes, which is what we need. Right. And I'm fine with just starting the conversation. So we'll see. And, you know, the example that I use are of movies like The Green Book. And I feel like, okay, that's fine. But it just Disneyfies the whole thing. And you go, sure. hey, there's not a problem. Look, they figured it out literally before Christmas. And so, yes. so, so, you know, that we'll, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Well, they're calling this a suspense thriller, right? Which if we're making it, you know, the hunt for red October or whatever, we're all sitting there and waiting to see whether who wins out, you know, we'll again, we'll see what the reality, this writer and director, what he sees as this vision. Yes. I, I hope he does good with this. Exactly. Yeah, you know? I'm glad it's not a comedy. Or a musical. Or a musical. <laughs> if it was Karen the musical, we would have problems. Oh, that would be really right. good. I yeah. agree with you. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Are you a fan of The Crown? No. Really? Not at all. And not even, I, I can't even say I'm not a fan. I just have no interest. I haven't even, right, I haven't even seen it at all. So I don't even know if I like See, it. This to That's me, what I mean. Like, I have no idea if I like it because I've never watched it. This is my Game of Thrones. Ah, like, when people okay. are like, no, I'm not watching it. I'm like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Well, okay. the um, the fourth teaser yes. for the, I should say, let, let me just redo. Mm-hmm. Okay. The teaser for the upcoming fourth season has been released and it just looks really good because this it's going to pick up with um, Princess Diana. Here's just here's a little bit of it. It's like 18, 20 seconds or so. Something as important as the monarchy simply cannot be allowed to fail. Most of this is visual now. Diana's basically being harassed, you know. It or, sounds very intense, Donna. It is very intense. Very intense. So season four is going to pick up as the 1970s are drawing to a close. And then Queen Elizabeth, who's being played by Olivia Coleman, who's incredible. Um, and is the re- this a series that I ha- I can just pick up? Like now, is it each one like in their its own little time if period? You're, if you're familiar with your... History? Royal history. Okay. Yes. I don't have to go back and go, I, you know, it's because how, how historically accurate is it? Is it that or is it a fictionalized version of it or is it they just go? I think they're sticking to the, to what we know. Okay. I don't think they're, if they're adding anything, it's so subtle that you wouldn't even know. But um, they're going to start feeling the impact of Britain's first female prime minister mm-hmm. who's being played by, oh gosh, um, um, Jillian, Jillian Anderson. Oh, oh from X Files. Yes. Ah, yes. She's incredible. Okay. So then Charles has his romance with Diana, and mm-hmm. then they show behind closed doors the royal family becoming increasingly divided. Oh, so good. The intrigue. Right. Yes. <laughs> okay. I just, I love it. I think the acting is. Absolutely spectacular. Um, That's one of my blind spots. There's lots of shows that I like, and it's not because they have good acting in them. I just like them. And so all of the shows, that happens quite often to me.
a show that I know is of quality, and I just didn't watch it. So I applaud you. Thank you. You can tell me all about it. I will tell you all about it. I would it. love that. You can just sit and Zoom me and tell me what about it, and I'll drink wine and watch you tell me about it. You can recap it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yes, I like fair that. Fair enough. I'll, I'll give you a book report if you Perfect. want. Perfect. That would be fun. book report. Yes, please, Donna. Okay. You are going to give us a study when we come back that is kind of... Um, encouraging. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> You're going to tell us how humans are actually optimists for yes. most of our lives. Whether uh, you believe it or not, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> all right. That's coming up according to a new study on my talk 1071. Donna and Steve minus Steve. He's on vacation today or he has a vacation day, I should say. <laughs> um, and Miss Shannon is filling in. Hello. You bring with you a study. I do. Studies have shown that studies have shown that the microbial several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings, our study buddies, the perfect nerd couple, Donna and Steve. Okay, Donna. A lot of the times when we are talking about the studies uh, on our show, they're not as scientific as this one because there's like they only talk to like twenty people or something. So we admit that that sometimes we're like, okay. This one I have a lot of credit in because they they actually researched 75,000 people for this one. Oh 75,000 American, German, and Dutch people between the ages of 16 and 101 were uh, in this study that was conducted by Michigan State University. And okay. what it was is that they were trying to see how optimistic people are in life. Okay. Yeah. So they asked them questions about a number of things about major life events and how they affect how optimistic they are about the future. Okay. So what they were, as the researchers even surprised why, was that they found that even really hard things in life like deaths and divorce didn't change a person's outlook on the future. And that as you continue to age, you actually maintain your optimism through the tail end of your life. Oh, my God. I know. I was really surprised by this, too. So they said they found that optimism continued to increase throughout young adulthood, seemed to steadily plateau and then decline only when you got into extreme older adulthood. It declines again once you get super old. Okay, Yeah. So even people with fairly bad circumstances who have had tough things happen in their lives, look to their futures and life ahead and still feel optimistic. That's good news. Yeah. So you okay. really had to get into like that final, like, you know, near to that, you know, you know, octogenarian point when you're just right. like, meh. And it only declined a little bit, it seemed like. Okay, that's But I think good. that's because you really could see, according to the study, it looks like they were more like, ah, we're okay, but maybe that that age you have less things to look forward to. That would just be the intuitive response to this because they're saying there's a massive stretch of life during which you keep consistently looking forward to things and the future. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you get married, right. you look forward to starting a family. Right. Mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. if when your kids leave, you probably feel a little sad. Yes. Right. And then it, once you have the house to yourself, you're like looking forward to retirement. Right. So that's when everything still is at this is in-between plateau. And they said it's really once you pass into that elderly phase that the study showed that there was a shift into that decline in optimism. And they thought that that was probably driven by health-related concerns. Right. And okay. knowing that the bulk of your life was behind you. Yes. Is the only reason that you started to do that. And they said that they still weren't seeing that elderly people were full-fledged pessimists. Okay. There was just a small change. 
Got in the it. study, which I think is interesting because especially when we're going through hard things right now, right. knowing that we as just creatures <laughs> still can have, find ways to maintain our optimism. Sure. That I think we are starting to see. Like, I think right when we're like in the midst of like a lot of these shutdowns, that's when a lot of these mental health concerns and that lack in optimism for people yes. was really highest. Yes. And then now we're going, okay, we're settling into it. We're seeing that there's there's ways that we can affect change or maybe we feel like there's things that we can do in our day to day life. And you can start to go, what's this normal going to look like? Right. So that optimism is seeming to rebound. What do you think in, um, in your life? Well, in your I, circles? I feel optimistic mm-hmm. right now, but I don't think many people i don't know i think a lot of people are feeling defeated ah, okay. right now mm-hmm. i see moms for example whose kids have to stay home right and zoom yes do zoom school or whatever virtual learning um and it's i think it's taking a toll on a lot of people who are have to find a new balance in right. their life especially if you work yes and then you have to teach your kids it is a struggle it I, is a struggle and i do think in my parents group my friends that you know all of us that have kids that is one of the biggest questions you know like i had a friend that was texting me this morning and she's all like how's school gonna go and like i said we started this week and for me i know that i'm in a slightly different scenario because he didn't like school anyway so so, but a lot of kids are really missing that interaction and that socialization and having those conversations is tough so hopefully this study shows that we are still resilient as human beings, right, um, and that we do have a tendency because uh, part of the, the the part that I thought was interesting about it is they're saying, well, even when you have bad things that happen, you still are able to pivot back to recover, right, yeah. and go. Here's what I can see going forward, and not just resting in it's going to get worse. Right. Okay. Well, that sounds optimistic. Right. Very right. optimistic. I like this one. I you know, like it too. I hope, that, it, I hope that. that people can, you know, start to go, well, not to see the silver lining in what we have right now, but just to figure out how you can get to whatever the next step is. Right. Right. And just take it from there. Right. I, I actually have a study. Yes. My study finally finds a real hangover cure. Oh, really? Yes. Because I've tried a bunch of them and they didn't work for me. Well, it's something already on sale at vitamin stores. Ah, okay. So a group of researchers in Finland just wrapped up this study on a potential cure for hangovers. They said they found the one that really gets the job done. Okay. And it's an amino acid called L... All right, let me try this. L-cysteine? I've seen that in... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Never had to say that out loud before either. l I've seen it on the bottle and I didn't know what it did so I did not purchase it. Well, they found that when people used it after, you know... Tying one on, mm-hmm. it helped get rid of headaches and nausea. Do they say what's in it? Because I've seen it even like on the aisle in the vitamin aisle at like the grocery store and stuff. I feel um, like it's one you can see. Now, this isn't the L-lysine, right? Okay. 
That's that one's different. I think I could be confused. I just remember <laughs> seeing the letter L on a thing. So this one is. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think it's just a supplement that's supposed to help keep your skin, hair, and nails healthy. Okay, so it's just a general. And you said it was an amino acid. I'm going to go look. I mean, I try not to get in that scenario anymore exactly. where I have hangovers because I'm just too old. And when I have them, I just feel so I'm mad badly. at myself. Yeah, I'm mad at myself. Because I'm going, you know better. You know what helps? Hmm. Um, Pedialyte. You know what else helps? <laughs> Not peaches. drinking. Canned oh. peaches. No. My mom had me do that. That and like cantaloupe. My mom has all these weird like hangovers. I've never heard about that. And I think it's, I don't know. Well, it could just be psychosomatic because I didn't want my mom to keep bugging me about my hangover because I'm already 40 and felt bad enough that I had to have her come get me to take my, get my car. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, come get me. I need to go get my car. I left it at this place. Um <laughs> that's what you want to do when you're adulting and you're in your 40s. Right. But at least I didn't drive home. So she had me eat canned peaches, like Dole canned peaches. I actually felt better. Oh, there's good. something about, I know. I don't know if the it's sugar. Maybe the sugar and there's just, you know, you're hydrating because of the peaches. I felt much better. Okay, that's mm-hmm. good to know. All right, so we got peaches, we got Pedialyte, we got and this the L thing that we don't know what it is. Whatever. Yeah, perfect. Okay, this yeah. is good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now the moment you've all been waiting for when we return on the Donna and Steve show featuring Miss Shannon Paul today. Mm-hmm. Um, our buddy Rocco yes. has put together our segment for Drunk Donna Stoner Steve. That's where he slows our voices down when we're talking about who knows what. <laughs> right. And it just sounds like we're impaired. We're going to get to that when we come right back. Hope you'll join us. Uh, we'll be back in about, oh, I don't know, three minutes, okay? On My Talk 1071. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. It is 11.30. It is also Friday, so that can only mean one thing. It is time for Drunk Donna and Stoner Steve. This is when our production director, Rocco, slows us down uh, during, you know, talk segments that he grabbed throughout the week. So we sound real impaired. Do not adjust your radios. This is all just a bit. Another odd week with Drunk Donna and Stoner Steve. Once again, we're missing Dizzy Dawn. But we had a few guest appearances this week. There was a mess, Shannon. We appreciate anybody that streams (laughs) us. If you're listening to us in the app, we always appreciate you as much as we appreciate everybody that listens to us. We had a long-distance drunk dial from South Carolina's Muddled Mary. Mary! I'm not leaving the house I'm going to grocery store. But the stammering stars of this week were the 90-year-old duo of Fried Franny and Eddie. I love Eddie. Yes, I do. I hope Eddie loves me too. I know I think you're the cutest things I've ever 
I love love. Love is good. Love is good. Boy, you don't like love. So the other day I made, I always make a mental note or try to write it on my hand before I go back to sleep. The time that I hear like what sounds like firecrackers. Should I get up and check? No, if there's a gun involved, I should probably stay put. So it was 229. And the reason I write it on my hand is in case I get questioned by um, the authorities. Ma'am, why all the ink on your hand? It appears to be smudged. There were three separate occasions on the night of August 19th that I heard what I thought might have been gunshots. Is that how I sound to you? In my head, yes. You kind of sound like that lady who was singing to her husband. <laughs> I love Eddie. Yes, I do. Eddie, Eddie, boo, boo, boo. Uh, and I know how I sound. You sound like this. <laughs> When's the last time you were on a water slide? I always ask you, like, when's the last time you had a hot dog? When's the last time you had a piece of pizza? By the way, good pizza, Great Wolf Watch. Oh, good to know. If I said, hey, I can get get you access to a water slide, would you go down it? Yeah, but uh, you'd want to video it, and I'm uh, totally against that. I would You're do it. You're reminding me time. more and more of that lady. <laughs> do you have to record everything? <laughs> we at DDSSHQ are so glad we record everything. That's how we get the goods. For Drunk Donna and Stoner Steve. And there you have it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Rocco. That was awesome. How does he do that? Oh, no. That is amazing. (laughs) That's what he does with his spare time. That and catch Pokemon. That's what he does. I didn't know he was catching Pokemon. Oh, yeah. He catches Pokemon. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how he has time to catch Pokemon because that must have taken for hours, <laughs> he he just puts so much effort it's into perfect. it. He does that with on um, passing notes, right? In the morning, I was dying laughing at that too. I'm like, oh my heavens! Very creative, Rocco. He's amazing, absolutely amazing. Oh my gosh, he's so good. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> Rob, they were easy on you this week, and I'm very grateful <laughs> yes. for that.
<laughs> I like that I was Mess Shannon. I'm like, that was my name in college. <laughs> so, <laughs> really? Yeah. I love that he included Eddie and Franny. That was great. Um, Thank Thank you, you, Rocco. Of course, we will put this up on the podcast that you can check it out on our podcast page at mytalk1071.com. In the meantime, I came across these surprising facts about spam calls. Okay. I have to find them, though, because I... During that whole thing, I you were laughing was hard. laughing hard and throwing papers <laughs> everywhere. Um, I do see we have a call coming in too. Do okay, we think so we we'll can check and things. see what they what those guys want? And then I'll, that could be a spam call right now. Well, could you imagine? <laughs> and it, and there, you know, my mom is really good at blocking them and not answering for you know answering them. And I'm trying to get better about that because the temptation. To answer the line when I am 98% sure it is a spam call is what I always succumb to. Like, I see it. I know I should let it go to voicemail. And I'm like, what if it's, you know, oh what my if gosh. it's this? You know, there's all, I have all these justifications in my brain. Well, you're also a mom. Right. So you're always like, well, what if it's the school calling? Exactly. What, and yes. I'm like, you know that number. And I'm like, well, what if it's a work? What if it's somebody that's trying to book me for a show? And it's like, you again, you call them back. But I still answer it. And then it's something really cheesy. And I get all of the spam calls. The ones pretending that they're the, the IRS. Oh, and yeah, they want me to give favorite. them money. You know, I get ones in foreign languages where I'm going, how did I get on that list? What did I, you know? Who right. bought my phone number? Um, I get, like all of them. Well, if you're getting robocalls, especially, yes. here are some surprising facts. Okay. Um, one of them is spam calls are not getting worse. Okay. It looks like the number of robocalls that we get are basically the same from month to month. I would even think though that. It sometimes yeah. feels like it's getting worse. I think it's, you know, why it feels like it's getting worse? Because less people in real life call us. That's true. So we don't talk on the phone. You text and you check your email. And you just, so when it rings, you're like, who would be calling me? Right. So I think it just feels like that because there's hardly ever anything you want. Well, you know, I have Comcast. Yeah. And so I also have a home phone. Nice. Insert old, jo- old joke here. No, Every it's good joke. to have one. No, no. It, if, it, it's it, a scam. No, you don't need it. I, I No, I had one forever and it was really difficult to turn off when I because I kept convincing myself, well, I can use it. What if my kid needs to call 911? He can use a cell phone. I have one. He has that. Uh, like, it's hmm. not you don't need it. Now, Grant, you say things. Right. I, I, well, <laughs> my, my mother has one and she if all she's just not cell phone oriented. So she couldn't live without her landline. Got it. You know, so I feel like there is a necessity for certain age barriers. If you have it, you know? I think There's that that will go away. Yeah, because people like people your age never had a landline. So are you going to f- suddenly get one when you're 72? No, but I do get made. I'm 35 and mm-hmm. I have friends that are in their 20s. And when I call them, they get mad at me. Exactly. That's it's what ridiculous. I'm saying. Nobody does that. It's My like, mom, if she's in her. She's going to be 70. She never uses. I think they finally turned off their landline. Well, all I was going to say was that I have Comcast yes. and the caller ID shows up on my screen. Okay. And I'll go, yeah, ain't nobody no, got time not. for that. Love comes, that. Yeah. And it comes <laughs> up and, you know, but then I would just feel intruded upon by the fact that it popped up on my screen. <laughs> I do. Oh, I okay. Do. All right. But, you know, it's a, you know, it's a package deal. Fair enough. Like they throw in the phone and it's still $30. <laughs> That's how I felt. I'm like, it's still $30. Well, it's like $5 okay. for me. 
Some some I are can. different. Some do. Miss Shannon does have a point. Some of them they really like say like, oh, it's just thrown in there, but it's a pretty high expense. I'm gonna go and for look. something you never use. You should look. Some of the companies kind of sneak it in there, so the she only, does have a point. There. The okay. only thing that I ever used my landline for was to call my cell phone when I couldn't find it. Right, and now right. I have. But you know what? I and now I have a, a tile. And now I have a tile. And so I just push the button yeah. and it's all fine. Yeah, that or works too. I found out this, there's like there's websites that you can just go to and put your phone number in and it'll call your phone. So I'm like extra, I don't need this. Okay. Well, here's the other thing. I yeah. don't always get a good signal in my house. Like I spend a lot of time in my basement, basement. Mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm like, "Hold on, I'll call you back on the landline." <laughs> just because I get such a clear signal on the landline and I'm just so sick of people like Sounding like they're far away, or there's a booster you can put in your house. It'll cost you like twenty five dollars. What? (laughs) I'll just keep the phone for five, five per month. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. I love you, Dada. Got it. I love you. No, no, no. Just leave it. I feel bad every time I give you a suggestion like this because your personal ecosystem is working fine. Exactly. And so every time I give you one of these suggestions, I feel like I throw everything into tilt mode with you. (laughs) Well, here, because I I just, I'm a creature of habit. Right. And so are a lot of human beings. And so that's why I feel bad because I can feel that I throw you out of sync. When I go, here's a new thing, and you're like, no new, <laughs> no, no, no new, new. <laughs> right? No, no new things. things. <laughs> These new things that you come up with every well, day I love, that have been around for twenty years. I, How dare you? I, I love the people who like will let you say walk in the room and look at my phone and go, you need a new phone. <laughs> you need to mind your own business. You know what I mean? Like, who? what do you care what kind of phone I have? How is this affecting your life? Right. I have the unit. The phone is still on the wall because otherwise oh. I'd have to look at the kick plate. It's the service is disconnected. Oh, no kidding. It's just decorative. I'm like, look, the vintage thing that I have oh, over there. That's clever. It's just a vintagey thing that's covering up this thing on the wall that I don't want to plaster over. That is very funny. Mm-hmm. Well, here are just some other real quick uh, surprising facts. Answering spam calls or talking with telemarketers won't make you get more. Oh, good to know. The okay. majority of robocalls, <laughs> calls. Um, <laughs> sorry, you're, are you go. Sorry, there? I blew up. I got a little verklempt. Okay. Um, allergies. The majority oh, yeah. of robocalls don't contain a recorded message. Okay. About 62% of unsolicited calls um, included in this study, no audio at all. And mm-hmm. some people get so many calls that it makes their phone unusable. Oh, no, because they're on every list. Yes. So they'll so get they have back to start to back. over. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it might be impacting the pandemic. Researchers say that healthcare workers and contract, uh, sorry, contact tracers yes. have been calling from phone numbers that people don't recognize. So they think they're spoof calls and they're not answering. Yes. Ah. It's made it more difficult for healthcare workers to do their job. That totally makes sense because I wondered why the commercial said, answer the phone if so-and-so calls you. That's probably it. Is everybody's like, I don't recognize that number. And they just right. bounce it straight to voicemail. Exactly. Oh, see, I'm glad that I answer my phone on accident every once in a while. I'm like, hello. And they're like, would know. you like to? No, no, no I would not <laughs> leave. We're going to be in your neighborhood. No, no, no. Nope. And no. stop knocking on my door. XL Energy. Sa- no, no, nope. nope. I don't want your Ain't solar panels. Nope. No, <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break. Final stretch of the show is coming up. We're going to get to some of your Facebook replies to the question. What would you like as an added perk at your job? This should be fun. Mm-hmm. It's coming up next on my talk. One oh seven. Good morning. 
Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Donna and Steve here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment except Steve is not in. Miss Shannon Paul has been filling in. Thank you. We appreciate you. Want to remind you about Cat Video Festival 2020 Virtual Quarantine Edition. It's presented by our friend David from First Equity. Uh, it's available on demand right now through the weekend. It features a segment from America's Funniest Home Videos. It's totally free. But here's the deal. Donations to our charity partner, Bitty Kitty Brigade, will be happily accepted. And uh, proceeds from this year's Cat Video Festival shirt are going to support our charity partner. So check that out too. Go to mytalk1071.com, keyword cat. So earlier, Miss Shannon, you and I were talking about Ellen and the interesting perks that she is giving to her employees. To detoxify her workplace. Correct. Yes. So we thought it would be fun to find out what kind of perk you would like at your job. And you had a really good one. I was hoping that, that I could do split schedules on certain days. So that, I didn't have to take like the whole afternoon off, but I could just have like this a quality block of time to do things like this is when I went to the doctor's appointment or I had a thing at my kid's school and I could go without feeling guilty. So being able to split the schedule like that would be really cool. Oh, my gosh. I, somebody else agreed with you. Mm-hmm. We did get an email um, a little while ago and somebody saying, you know, at first they didn't think that that was a good idea, but they realized they can get some stuff done. Right. Cause they're so hard to go there. There's, you know, it's so just, you just need to be able to go. I need to go to the DMV and you can't go right. Except mm-hmm. during the middle of the day. I always wonder how people get things done. Right. It's hard, you know, and I, I you know, I'm just lucky that I've kind of had a swing ish schedule, but you end up taking like a whole vacation day when you need like two and a half hours. Right. Yeah. How do you how do you get your like driver's license and all that? Like, I think people take whole days. That's, and that's why people get stuck not doing things. That or, is Or you could have a forgiving boss that might say, Hey, just get out two hours early, come in two, I, I used to have an old boss that would say if you need to cut out two hours early, just get in, you know, kind of a, on a come, trust come in system. A little bit early. Work but it out later. Who knows if that is, I would love a four day work week. Let me work yep. ten hour days and then I can have Friday to yes. do all that stuff. Or even if you get Wednesday, rotate through the days, but it is yes. a value having a day off in the middle of the week. Yes. You know? Yes, yes that's yes. a great idea too. We'll see Not that. just the weekend. Some of the responses we got um, were, uh, well, some people are saying the basics, like enough staff, admin True. support, some yeah. flexibility with days off. Agreed. Yeah. Um, other people are just thankful to have a job and a paycheck. Vanessa's got a good one. Free health insurance with 100% Ooh. coverage. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Phil Jones, our mm-hmm. uh, unpaid intern, <laughs> uh, said an assistant. That's good. I've had assistance. That is great. You know, oh, that works. Mm-hmm. How about half day Fridays would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. We used to do that we used at to a do job that. in the summer. I, I think. had a, we, at our old radio station, a couple of radio stations ago, we would do that. Or I think at least got done at three. Which is nice. Yeah. So everybody could beat the traffic. The people that were going up north and had to hit the road. It was nice to get out. Sammy is simple. Just leave me snacks all, all day long. <laughs> Uh, let's see. <laughs> Susan Simple said, taste. my son gets a free catered lunch every single day when the office is open, not talking about during COVID. Cool. Interesting. Our okay. employees, employers so generous with mm-hmm. that. People who do have to come in. Right. You know, get breakfast and lunch. Yes. And whatnot. Half day Fridays, early retirement, mm. more vacation time. 
to work from home. That I am not cut out for working from home. Why? And that is not for me. Same. I just, I don't know. I need a, accountability. I need... I need to have somewhere to go. Routine. I'm totally fine with it. I mean, I, you know, I, yeah, I like bits and pieces of the interaction, but that's not that I'm more productive in my house. Interesting. Yeah. See, I, I found that. I, I find it just a teeny bit depressing. Ah, Like I don't feel maybe that's why I like the feel, connection. I don't care about the connection. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. So what is it that's depressing you then? I don't know. Maybe it's the routine. You like the get out, the travel time back and forth to another place. Yeah. Okay. I I feel wow, I feel like maybe that's why that's interesting. home doesn't okay. feel like home if you're there all the time. That's maybe. how I feel. That's interesting, Grant. See, and I'm okay with working from home cuz I, you know, I because of so many things that I do outside of it cuz there's always going to be a part of my job that's not working from home, so maybe that's why it's okay. For me yeah. to do it. See, what I find interesting is there are pe- like salespeople, like our sales department, they thrive on connecting with people. Right. Like in person. And like that's very important for them. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm an introvert. Right. So I don't mind not seeing, and no offense, <laughs> I love my coworkers. Love, love, right. love. I think if I could work from home maybe twice a week. Okay once or twice a week something like that and then get to check in someplace else it's very convenient to be home i'll tell you that yeah see i i'm okay with it and i i like people so i didn't i did fine in a group setting i just get more done when i don't have the distractions maybe it's because i'm too social so it's easy for me to go oh look let me go talk to sarah and then i'm gonna go this and i'm gonna do that and so i would get more (laughs) derailed if there were people around like i had to like shut my door all the time and had to you know put up things and sit there with my headphones on and create aloneness right when i was in a group environment i get a lot more done because i just hunker down and sit there and just go through it and i lose track of time yeah and just work yeah i get it i get it i'm not one of those people who like goes oh let me go down the hall and say hello to so and so ah but if i happen to be down the hall and so and so's there i'll be like hey karen now we're talking right exactly i am i'll go say hi to everybody you right you're that guy yeah that's how my old that's how my old co-worker was and he would drive me crazy i'm like where is he like when i'm at work i want to work yeah when i'm at home i want to have fun like i'll say to a co-worker we could go have lunch. I just don't want to stand here and talk for 15 minutes when I know I could be using my time wisely by working. Sure. And I always was able to, like, even when I'm working at home, turn off when I'm not yes. working at home. Like, I have my girlfriend. My friend Judy is great at that because she's worked from home for a while and done that. And so she's really good at now I'm working. Now I'm not. She has a different setup for when she's working. She has a different laptop. She has a different just it. a different thing. So even though she's in her setting... She just has a different mentality when she's working. And then when it's five o'clock or whenever she's done, she's done. Totally get mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, thank you so much uh, to everybody. Rob Grant, Miss Shannon, Yay. thank you for helping out this week. I want to remind people about listener rewards in August. You can win 500 bucks from AARP or one year's worth of Royal uh, Canaan cat food. Thanks to Minnesota Animal Health Foundation. Those prizes and more. You should check them out at MyTalk1071.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Woo-hoo. Bye. Uh, Colleen and Bradley are coming in next. So stay tuned. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. 
and take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you, or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in.